Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're joined today by director-writer Jeff Nichols. Jeff is uh, the director of two acclaimed films, uh, Shotgun Stories and Take Shelter, acclaimed and uh, award-winning. Um, he's here today to talk about his new film, Mud. It's, the, uh, it's an adventure about two boys, um, Ellis and his friend Neckbone, who find a man named Mud hiding on an island in the Mississippi River. Mud describes fantastic scenarios. He killed a man in Texas, and a vengeful bounty hunter is out to, coming to get him. Uh, but he's planning to, to meet and escape with the love of his life, Juniper, uh, who is waiting for him in town. It's a it's a wonderful film about love and commitment and and fantasy and a lot of different things. And I want to welcome to Film School director Jeff Nichols. Welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, Tell me a little bit about the the genesis of the story, uh, Mud. Sure. Uh, you know, this film sits apart from my other two films in a way because um, I was thinking about it the longest. Uh, I originally had this idea back in um, the late 90s when I was in college. I was um, just struck by the idea of, of a guy hiding out on an island in the middle of the Mississippi River. And, you know, when you have an idea like that... Um, you just kind of cling to it. Mm-hmm. It just immediately felt like the kind of idea that would make a big classic American movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the next, you know, eight, nine years, I just uh, continued to add add detail to it. Um, and I was walking through the Little Rock Public Library, uh, and I found a book called The Last River that was about, it was a photo essay mm-hmm. about people who make a living off the rivers. And they had muscle shell divers with homemade helmets and, you know, a guy, uh, you know, commercial fisherman and, and living in houseboats and everything else. And, and it was a part of my home state that I, I wasn't very familiar with. So I started looking into it and um, I found this place and was just kind of, uh, I don't know, captivated by people and, and by this, these houseboats. And I knew that I needed to incorporate that in my, you know, river idea. And, um, and so I just started to build it out. And, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, these two 14-year-old boys became the, the point-of-view characters for it. Uh, and I knew I wanted to find this guy on an island. And so I had to ask myself, well, who are these boys and what's their story? And before you know it, my, my film, my getaway film about a guy hiding out on an island became a coming-of-age coming of movie about heartbreak and uh, love. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful story on a lot of different levels. It's a it's an it's a bit of a um, a caper movie in a sense that people are out uh, without giving spoiler alerts here, but uh, that people are looking for for mud, played by Matthew sure. McConaughey. Uh, it's a, certainly a love story. It is, as you said, a coming of age story, uh, and it's it's about discovering love. Not only, and I want to talk a little bit about these two remarkable actors that you found to play Ellis and Neckbone. These are very, very good performances um, on the part of these two actors. Tell me a, a little bit about 
um, incorporating them into the story. Uh, it's, it, it, it does feel, and it, I'm reading up on the film, it does feel a little bit like a Mark Twain-like story. Uh, but t- sure. Tell me a little bit about the, uh, the you know, finding these two kids uh, who are just really, really good in the film. Thank you. You know, it's, it's always tricky when, when you write a film that you know hinges on the performance of two 14-year-old boys. It's kind of a leap of faith. Yeah. You just have to have hope that when you go out and, and look for them that they'll be there. And in, in this case, uh, the universe delivered for me. You know, <laughs> I, um, uh, One of the producers on the film is Sarah Green, who produced The Tree of Life. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ty Sheridan, who plays Ellis, the main boy, um, was in The Tree of Life. And although I hadn't seen it yet, Sarah said, you, you really need to meet meet Ty. He's, he's of the right age now, and I think you really might like him. We loved having him on, on the Tree of Life, and um, I ended up speaking to Jessica Chastain, you know, who, who I was, had worked with on my last film and about him. Yeah. Yes, and, uh, and she said, uh, you know, she said, Ty's amazing. And, and so um, I walked in to meet him, and, and there Ellis was, just right in front of me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. it, just physically, it looked exactly like the middle picture I had of of Ellis, and um, and then I start talking to him, and he's from a small town in East Texas. He hunts, he fishes, he rides a dirt bike. All the skills that I needed out of this kid were 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 in Ty Sheridan. Not to mention, behaviorally, when you start talking to him, he's he's real observant. He's quiet but not shy, which there's a difference. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what Ellis is. He's observant. He's looking around at the adults around him um, for an example of love that works, and he's not finding it. And so I needed someone that could carry that on their faces, and, and that was Ty. Um, and then we did an open casting search in Arkansas for his sidekick, for his buddy, Neckbone. And um, we actually put an ad in the paper uh, for describing who Neckbone was. And Jacob's mother read it and said, well, that sounds like Jacob. Um, and, and she was right. And, you know, so I, I really was delivered these two kids that they weren't affectations. They, 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 um, they were these boys. And so then it was just a question of getting them on set and having them deliver these lines. But luckily, they kind of took care of that. They were such smart guys and yeah. so in, so intuitive. They just understood the subtext. They understood what was going on. And um, and really, I just kind of stood back and, and watched them do it. Well, as someone um, who loved Tree of Life and uh, appreciated all the performances in, in that, um, didn't really—if uh, you'd asked me who Ty Sheridan was before I saw him in your film— I, I'm I'm not sure I would re, you know sure. specifically remembered him for except that the performances in that were just wonderful and as well sure. here and and I, I I love the the parallel of the the character of Ellis and of Mud they're both searching for pure love they've in the case of Mud he I think he he feels he's found it this is his soulmate they've been through a, an a, a, an incredible story uh, together. Uh, and then here's Ellis, who is uh, as just as cocksure in his own way as Mud is sure. about finding this. He thinks he's found his true love, um, and in 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 their character. So it's just it's I love that part of the film. I love the that storyline uh, kind of weaves together beautifully in the film. Well, they need each other, you know, because yeah, um, yeah. this film is is about the cycle of first love, which yeah. is you 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 fall very in love um, and and it's really beautiful and, and intense. Yeah. You get your heart broken, and it's terrible and painful physically. And then time goes by, and you come out, and you 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 finish that cycle, which is to say, I don't know, maybe I could do this again. Maybe I, you know, 
maybe I would let let myself, you know, out there again. Um, but the next time you do it, you're a little bit more guarded. You're a little bit more wise. And this is all just about kind of your first time around the loop. Um, yeah. And the, the thing with Mud is he never completed his first loop. You know, he got <laughs> sick. Uh, he fell in love with this girl. And um, for some reason, he never allowed his heart to get broken and, and move on. Yeah. And he's never moved on. And mm-hmm. so he, he begins and presents himself to Ellis as a, as a mentor, you know, um, as an example of, oh, look, real love does exist. But then we find out that he's actually got something to work through on his own. We're speaking with uh, Jeff Nichols. He's the director of the new film Mud, starring Ty Sheridan. I'll just throw him in there as the top billing. Matthew McConaughey and, and Reese Witherspoon, along with uh, Michael Shannon and uh, Sam Shepard, who I hadn't seen in a film in quite some time. Thank you for bringing him back into into our lives. Uh, and Sarah Paul- My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he's terrific in this as well. Sarah Paulson, this really is um, a, an actor's film, uh, and as so much of your previous work with Take Shelter and Shotgun Stories and indie films in general, the thing I love so much is the development of character, the development of a storyline, uh, reveal the, the revelatory nature of independent film uh, on an emotional and, and psychological level, which is what I appreciate so much, and that comes through in, in this film as well. Um, Sarah Paulson, who uh, just, I, there's a list here, but Sarah Paulson is another actress who uh, really seems to have found her, her stride and, uh, is, and is, again, in this film, um, is just does a marvelous job. Sarah's as... remarkable, yeah, yeah, and you know, um, she came in and and had very little to work with in, in terms of that role. You know, there's not much screen time, and I feel like she kind of breathed uh, a lot of life in, into this, this character, and we needed it. You know, the story needed it, so I, I owe her a lot for that. Yeah, and uh, by the way, before I get away from the from the two boys, I I while I, it sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ty Sheridan seems to have been at least trained actor in the sense, having worked in Tree of Life, he's been through this. But I will say, just uh, for the for future generations, if you will, that Jacob uh, Laflande is just Laughlin. a Laughlin. Oh, thank you, Laughlin is a natural. He is an absolute natural. He, I really was drawn to his character, um, and, and just so it's so unmannered a performance. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Jacob as well. You know, yeah, uh, we started from a good place. We started from a place for a kid that um, really was very similar to the character we were asking him to play. But yeah. that, that's only half the battle, if you think about it, because because I, I don't do improv. You know, I, I write scripts and I ask these kids to say these lines. And, and so they have to be smart enough to understand, you know, subtext and behavior in this, these situations, especially Nick Bone, especially Jacob's character. He, you know... He's in so much of the movie, but usually he's just right behind Ellis. You know, he's he's just he's he's always in the frame though. And if you watch him, he's he's listening to what's going on at scene, and and he's reacting. And uh, you know, there are adult actors that have trouble kind of doing that. And and he, it's almost like he he had so little experience. He just was there. He was in it. You know, he was in the moment, as they say. And. and it, it, there, there wasn't much I had to do with that. You know, I remember the first week we shot uh, was Reese's first week as well. And I think I was even a little starstruck by Reese, so we all, we all had to get a little warmed up. But, um, but I remember that was the only note I ever gave Jacob because he was just staring at her. <laughs> and I told him, all right, just, 
this time just look at the ground through the whole scene. And um, and what happened as a result of that is he's looking at the ground. He's sneaking these looks up <laughs> at her. And it's perfect because it's exactly what I think a kid would do if, if taken into the hotel room of a uh, motel room of a pretty girl, yeah. you know, a pretty older lady. Yes. And um, But after that, he, he just kind of, I think, got comfortable really fast. And, you know, it's still an independent film, so we're shooting fairly quickly and, and we just, there's no time to stop. We just kind of keep moving. And I think he got into that rhythm and it got, it got not precious very quickly, yeah. you know, which is what you want. Yeah. He was just listening to what was going on and responding. Yeah, no, I, and um, everybody, again, I, you're right. And just, uh, he just felt natural. It just felt very, very organic in his, in his performance. Uh, I want to also mention Michael Shannon, obviously take shelter. We know of his work with you and he, yeah. he, uh, yeah, yeah, he's terrific. Everybody in this is terrific. I, I, I don't. Um, I want to underscore that. It, in addition to this great acting, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful story. Um, and uh, and uh, in in the last couple of minutes here, we've got with you, um, you you independent director, independent film director with uh, Shotgun Stories and Take Shelter. Not a lot of money. I I doubt the shooting schedule for either one of those was much more than twenty or twenty five days. Am I right? You're right. And in this one, it's you, you had a little bigger budget. You had a little more time to, to spend on it. Tell me a, a little bit about what was the sort of leap for you as a director going from the smaller budget to smaller films. Um, what, what, did you, what did you learn about yourself as a director going to a some, somewhat bigger budget and more time? Yeah, right. But you, gotta, you know, you, you have to watch out for the apparatus as a best. Had the had the machine working for us, you know. We had somebody herding extras and herding cars and everything else, and and usually that's a good thing. Usually that that helps that helps the situation. But um, but the problem is when you have so much control over your environment, you have to get even better at recreating a natural environment. Mm. Which is what my movies thrive on um, is is making sure that the setting, the people, and the places all feel authentic and, and take shelter, show it up. <laughs> Nobody knew who we were, and, and we just caught it, and we caught these things. Um, but now we have a little bit more money, and you know, big movies come into town. With you've got to um, get a little bit more protected and, and make sure that you weren't falling into the same trash that else to uh, worry about making films about the South, where it's all just affectation and it's all made up. Uh, so uh, that was the one thing I realized. Early on in the process, I've got to stick to my guns and yeah. and and feel rights. You know, yeah. speak up, yeah. say something. You know, um, but also, you know, other people protected that. That um, I work with the same people over and over. DP on all the films um, and and a lot of the same crew and and so you know uh, it it kind of felt the same as the other two films. Just Thank God, I mean, we just had a little bit more time. Well, I know you surrounded yourself with a lot of the people that you work with on the first two films, so you have that advantage. Uh, and I love that about yeah. directors who bring along the people who have helped them and that, that community, that creative community you create within it. Well, they help me, you know, just as much. And, and, and you get into a rhythm, and yeah. there's a comfortable style of working that lets you get to the important stuff, right, you know? Right. Um, and that's, that's why I like working with the same actors over and over again as well. Yeah. It lets you, it, you know, the niceties kind of fall by the wayside and you just get to work. And uh, and there's plenty of work to do. Yeah. Uh, shot on 35, it looks like. 
Yeah, yeah, anamorphic in scope. Yeah, and one last thing, and I again, Jeff Nichols, before I let you go, I've completely left out Matthew McConaughey. Uh, the performance he turns in, he is the center. He is the epicenter of this film. Uh, I love about Matthew McConaughey is his ability to charm you as, as in the audience. I, I always feel charmed yeah. by him, and the fact that he, uh, in his performance there's a bit of a nod and a wink to the audience. He, he lets you in. Uh, and and I think that's the thing that comes across in this performance in Mud as well. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I mean, the the great thing about Matthew is that, that he's undeniably likable. You know, he's got that in spades. And what makes him interesting, I think, is when you start to toy with that. And there, mm-hmm. there are parts of this film where you wonder what his character's motivations are. And, you know, and you realize there's some more complexity to what's going on more than he, he's admitting to and and you start to question him a little bit yeah. but you never stop liking him yeah and and that's important and that's hard to do you know not a lot of people can pull that off but matthew can yeah he it's he's he really is I've, I've liked even in the films that weren't so successful with him i've always enjoyed his performance and again i think he's really coming into his own as an actor these last couple of years he's really taken on some media roles, some more demanding roles, and then he seems to be doing just a wonderful job with them, uh, including Mud. So, thank well, you. yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here uh, on Film School. Uh, all the best on this. It opens, uh, Mud opens today in Southern California uh, and will be undoubtedly rolling out across the country. Um, and uh, Jeff Nichols, thank you for being on Film School. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.